You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Visit bpn.fm to discover more. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, forward, prohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back to Why I'll Never Make It, and this is The Final Five, a continuing conversation with Sean Collin from our previous episode. He talks about advice that he received from a fellow comedian and shares the one Stephen Sondheim musical he still hopes to perform one day. All right, number one. If you could have any other job outside of comedy, what would that be? Full-time writer, novelist. That would be my dream. And would you stick with children's books or would you want to branch no, beyond I'm, that? I'm, I'm working on an, uh, an adult, not adult in the sense of adult entertainment, but uh, a, a book for adults. I'm try- I love, always love fantasy and science fiction. So I'm working now on a, the first book in a series of science fiction stories. So... I hope that it'll come together. It's a lot of work. Yeah, because you're having to make up the world as you go along, right? Yes, it's exhausting. And so you have to make sure that if this is what happens in the world, then this has to happen. And- well, there's nothing worse than uh, an inconsistent, like the, when the laws of a fantasy world are inconsistent. And mm-hmm. you need, that's what makes great stories is that there are rules and you follow them and you can't break them. And if you break them, you lose the entire world it means it's meaningless so yeah that's the fun part all right number two is there a a bucket list role or show that you would still like to do one day i would really love to do sweeney todd the demon barber of fleet street oh yeah that is quite a departure yes it's violent and dark but also i think it's funny it's quite humorous uh in time i think there's a, a humor underlying that entire dark story so i i think uh that would be something i'd love to do i mean he is turning humans into pies yes exactly which is but they sing about it they say, have a little priest have a little priest is it good yes it's too good at least yes it's yeah. very good all right i like it uh number three who do you look up to as a mentor or someone who inspires you Mentor. Well, someone inspires me, Eddie Izzard. I, I find him inspiring. He's so fluid in his comedy and he's so just his utterly himself. You're very admirable. I don't know. Everything he's done for gender and for uh for and comedy and his comedy is so beautifully crafted, but also filled with whimsy and and uh 
and he can depart into improvisation. And mm -hmm. now he's running a marathon a day. He was running a marathon a day before the COVID thing. In he went to every capital of the European Union and ran a marathon there to raise awareness of humanity. Let's make humanity great again, is was his yeah. charity. So I, I don't know, just a great person all around, an inspiring person. And do you find yourself, whether it's Eddie Izzard or, or anyone else, do you find yourself not, not mimicking, but patterning yourself after a certain comedian at, at different times? I, the, if, any, if anything, I think the closest thing I, I would put early Steve Martin, I'm not as clown-like as he was. Like, he has a great deal of almost clowning in his physicality. But uh, the Pythons, Monty Python, was such a big part of my growing up. And I loved them so much. And their sense of absurdity and taking this, this people dancing on the side of a canal and slapping each other with fish, it's just funny. <laughs> Like there's something, but it makes no sense at all. But the incongruity of all of these things, these images together. And I do believe that The Life of Brian is probably one of the best comedy films ever made, ever, mm. and will endure for all time. It is so brilliant on every level from the point where it's religious satire to the point where there's sexual satire where, you know, they're sitting in the forum or, or the Coliseum and it's like, I'd like... I think we should stand for people's rights. Women too. Yes, that's right. And women. And they keep saying, why do you keep saying women's dance? Because I want to be one. <laughs> so, well, I want to have babies. You can't have a baby. Where's the fetus going to gestate? In a box, you know? But it's all these incredible, every issue is taken care of in that uh, from people being you know, sheep to following, following idiot leaders. Uh, I admire them so much for their intelligence. The thing is, they're so smart that they're not afraid to look stupid. Mm -hmm. they, they, they don't care because they know they're intelligent. They choose to be clowns. And that's what I love about them. Uh, number four, name a lesson or trait that took you a while to learn or maybe one that you're still learning today. Well, um, I mean, I was kicked out of acting school and I wasn't a great process person. Like, I, it took me a long time to learn a process. I think it comes from growing up with a kind of uncertain, like my parents never maybe sit down and do homework and all of that, They're like, and do the things. Like, I wish I'd learned to play the piano. My, I took piano lessons. I also took violin lessons, but no one ever sat down and said, do it and was with me and made sure I did it every time because my parents both worked and shift work and were very busy and were exhausted when they weren't working, you know, mm -hmm. and they, I, I would have loved, I think that. And so that kind of structure, I guess I'll call it structure. Yeah. Uh, it's something I really desperately needed to learn. And I learned it from, I, I gained a lot from writing novels because you're forced to create structure and to to have a structured work for environment and format and and so that was very helpful. But I, I wish I had 
structure that's the lesson yeah yeah I've, i find that that's one of my uh disciplines that i never learned as well because like when i was in school and the bell rang and i went to the next thing but i was always relying on the teacher or the bell or whatever to to keep me on task or keep me on my schedule but then once i got into college I was missing classes. I was cutting this. I would wait to the last minute. It's 3 a.m. I'm typing my paper. And I kind of, I, I was a part of a structure, but I never learned it or ingrained it in myself. Yeah, it's hard to hang every, you need something to hang everything off of inside your own mind. And it's very, you know, that's one thing I, I wish I had. Yeah. All right, here we are. Last one. What is the best advice you've received? Hmm. Don't I don't know who like I don't get a lot of advice from people I haven't in the past like um, if you don't think I guess it would be one comic told me you know if you don't think it's funny nobody else will so whenever I make something I try to believe, I have to believe that it's good and funny I have to be able to laugh at it or I don't think anyone else will. And I think that goes to all work. If you don't, you have to believe, like belief and commitment, that's the key. And if you don't think it's funny, nobody else will. That's it. Well, thanks for joining me and Sean again for The Final Five. In the last episode, we ended with one of his songs from his comedy album, I Am a Human Man. And today we're ending with one of his stand-up routines all about our favorite feline critters. I'm your host, Patrick Oliver-Jones. Let's get together next week as we talk more about why I'll never make it. Ladies and gentlemen, I love animals. Not you. I love cats. Cats were first domesticated in China in, in uh, 712 A.D. Uh, and they were used to drive uh, carriages. They would have 600 cats all lined up in a long line, pulling one very large carriage. Oh, and they would meow. They'd whip them. Meow! 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 On Felix! Meow! Oh, yes! Go, Morris! Meow! And eventually that led to the Cat Rebellion of 815. And the cats rose up, shaved themselves, put on little derbies, <laughs> chased people around the village squares for three days until finally they got tired and they grew their hair back. Just hung around in barns eating mice. But that's neither here nor there. Well, I love cats and my favorite... <laughs> I have two cats, uh, and they're called Trouble and Danger. And they're little white, identical cat boys. And um, we used to have hamsters called Arts and Entertainment. But one day, uh, Trouble and Danger got at Arts and Entertainment. Now we just have entertainment with no real integrity. And uh, it's all, you know, it's sad. But my two cats, and this probably all cats do this, but I always found it really quite strange. Uh, when, when you're there and you're, they have a litter box where they throw their candy wrappers and cigarette butts. <laughs> no, they just, no. You have your litter box and, and you scoop out, you scoop out the horror and filth with the scoop. Oh, oh. And you put it in a plastic bag and give it to someone. 
we exchange it all around my building. But, you know, and it's all fresh and clean, and you put in fresh litter, and it's all beautiful and pristine. Both cats leap in, squat down, and drill a stream of urine violently into the... Ah! 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 And then walk out. Get a load of that little nugget. It's really strange. But I imagine what they're doing is just claiming their territory, you know? They're claiming their little place. And it would be great if uh, in life you could do that. You know, like some friend comes over with a car and says, hey, look, I just bought this new car. Oh, it's nice. It's mine now! Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.